Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Bismillah, alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Welcome to the show, the coronavirus diaries um, with myself usually and uh, Dr. Abdul Wahid. Today I have, let me share my guest with you. Today I have Abu Yusuf. Assalamualaikum Abu Yusuf. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah, we're far, but yet we're close. Alhamdulillah. 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 Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Alhamdulillah, I can see that uh, people have started to join. That's, uh, that's alhamdulillah, that's excellent. Uh, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask for his peace and blessings upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So my first request to you, brothers and sisters, is please go and share this live stream with your auntie, uncle, granddad and grandma who are in isolation, uh, your friends, well, wherever they are all over the world. So I'm just sharing it on my page as well. Uh, alhamdulillah. And at the beginning, we, we kind of like we start with uh, there's, there's this beautiful dua. From the Prophet وسلم, which we're reminded to say at this time of uh, an illness, distress, as we face right now. So I'll just play that. <laughs> Um, my guest is Abu Yusuf. Some of you, you've, uh, you're familiar with Abu Yusuf. And uh, Alhamdulillah, he joins us now and then. And we have some shows together. And today we thought we'd have a show together. Um, how has your week been? How has your day been? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Um, I think it's probably similar to uh, many of us who are uh, at home. Uh, I'm not sure if you can hear me. Uh, is my mic working? I can hear you. I can hear you fine. And uh, people can comment below. Hopefully they can hear the two of us. Alhamdulillah, I can see people joining us. Uh, Alhamdulillah. So give us a thumbs up. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments right there below uh i can see bilal what has bilal said bilal has shared the video mashallah um so alhamdulillah people commenting uh, i can't see comments so far but bismillah let's proceed if they're not hearing us they will scream and shout um so <laughs> alhamdulillah i can hear you you can hear me fine bismillah how's the day been the week been Abu yusuf how has your week been yeah i mean uh i think like many of us uh, who are in this situation, uh, been at home really uh, with the family. Now the schools are closed, so the kids are also at home. So just trying to keep uh, home and now and then uh, go out to the park uh, just for a walk. Um, so yeah, it's gonna 
When it's getting more challenging day by day. When you go for a walk, are you social distancing? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, we, we maintain our distance from others, really. Um, but uh, subhanAllah, I really feel for, you know, my parents, for example, they're quite elderly. They're over 70. So, uh, you know, they've got to stay in uh, for the next uh, 12 weeks. Um, and so not seeing them, not having you know, physical contact with them, uh, like many other families, must be very difficult. So, uh, but we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make these uh, upcoming days easy for us. Um, and inshallah ta'ala, um, there will be light end of the, this whole uh, uh, situation. Inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, something I'd share with you, um, brothers and sisters, is, uh, you know, you're on WhatsApp, and a, a news that I came across today is about uh, this sister. Uh, inshallah, make dua for her. So she's 36-year-old, a Muslim nurse, who is uh, you know, a nurse who's treating people and looking after people. And she herself now is, uh, from this report, she was in intensive care after contracting coronavirus. Um, so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for her, for her family, for her loved ones. Um, in this uh, very, very, very testing times, the, the health workers are really there subhanallah you know trying to do their job and really look after people and um you know they have a lot of exposure to this virus and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help uh, our sister who is in intensive care um just looking at the names it's very it's it's, it's very faint on my, on my on my screen i'm trying to see the trying to see the sister's name um but inshallah it's on the screen there so make dua for her uh, and her family and uh, and the Muslim at large. So Abu Yusuf, we when I was speaking to you earlier, um, and I said, you know, we do something from the Quran to strengthen us. You you had a particular surah in mind you wanted to go through. Um, which surah is that? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, before we sort of. Uh uh, going to the particular surah, um, I think this is a time to remind myself and, and those who are watching us, really the, the most critical time is for us to reconnect ourselves uh, with the Qur'an uh, as part of our worship. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned uh, in the Qur'an, it said, وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ We sent down this Qur'an which has a healing, has a shifa and a mercy to the believers. So it is really important in these days that uh, we increase our tilawa, our um, contemplation uh, of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it is a shifa and a, and a rahmah uh, which we are desperately in need of uh, in these uh, trying times. Um, as for the surah, um, that one or the, the surah or the parts of the Quran that I wanted to really talk about today with you, Kaji, is Surah Duha. Um, those who know Surah Duha is a very beautiful surah, um, and this surah uh, it's one of the earliest surahs that was revealed to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in Mecca. And uh, this surah is a surah which is. Uh, full of hope and glad tidings and uh, uh, and reasons to be uh, optimistic and I think uh, as we go through this surah 
um, we will find uh, how beautiful and how soothing and how comforting this surah is because this was the surah uh, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who revealed to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa when there was a brief interruption in revelation. Um, so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa a new prophet, a new messenger, Jibreel, coming to him on a regular basis, giving him revelation, and suddenly there is a pause, there is a interruption in that revelation. And when the Quraysh, they noticed that, they would say to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa that his Lord has abandoned him. Mm. that Jibreel has stopped coming to him and that was very distressing to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Okay of, um, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala He revealed this entire Surah uh, to comfort him and to reassure him that he hasn't been abandoned SubhanAllah So let's, uh, there's, a, there's a lovely brother of ours, uh, Yameen uh, Let's listen to Yameen's recitation of Surah Ad-Duha بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى ولا الآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث So, Abu Yusuf, the, the surah itself, when was it revealed to the Prophet So this was a, uh, a Makki surah. Uh, it was revealed to the Prophet in the very early days uh, of his uh, prophethood. Uh, as I mentioned just before the beautiful recitation, uh, this was revealed uh, in the context of... Uh, the revelation was interrupted uh, for a few days, uh, maybe a few weeks even. Um, and Quraysh, they took this opportunity uh, to say to the Prophet ﷺ that Allah has abandoned him. Um, Jibreel is, you know, is no longer coming to him. Uh, and they were very you know, joyful of that. Um, and this you know, distressed the Prophet ﷺ a lot. And as a result of that, this entire surah was revealed. Uh, to comfort, to soothe, uh, to give hope and optimism to, to the Prophet at the same time to uh, um, give a strong rebuttal uh, to the claims uh, of Quraysh that Allah has abandoned him. So this is, uh, is uh, very uh, uh, pertinent um, in, the, in, in our situation where we may feel uh, lonely, we may feel abandoned uh, so has many lessons uh, for us to reflect on and think about. Subhanallah, subhanallah. So um, let's start from the top. Uh, so I'll just put it on the screen. Start from the top and uh, let's, if we go through this, the, the, the surah ayah by ayah, inshallah. Bismillah. 
Uh, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, he begins the surah by making oaths. Uh, by the morning brightness and the night when it is still. And you'll find in the Quran, uh, there are many oaths uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes by uh, many of his creation. You know, uh, many of us are aware, you know, by uh, by the time indeed mankind's at loss. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making oath by time in Surah Philosophy. Here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making an oath by what duha, by the morning brightness. And the morning brightness is that period um, in the morning when the sun is coming up. This is called duha. And then saja and the night when it's still. So often you have to really think about uh, the objects by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is actually making a qasam uh, and what is their significance. Um, so here, the scholars, they mention that the significance of making your oath by the morning brightness, what duha, is actually an indication that duha is the light of revelation. And wal-layli idha saja, and the night when it's still, so this is an indication, one of the indications that this is indicating to the fact that uh, the revelation is actually stopped because the night is still, there's no movement, there's calmness, there's no activity. Uh, and the scholars, they mention here that this is indicating uh, to the fact that uh, uh, there's no revelation. Uh, it's, it's, the, um, <clears throat> it's the absence of revelation or, or interruption of revelation. And here, there's a beautiful contrast. Uh, giving us the imagery in our mind uh, regarding Islam and, and the Quran, and which is the light of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, which actually removes uh, the darkness um, of the night. Um, so, and this contrast we know in the Quran between light and darkness is often used mm. to contrast between Islam and you know and non-Islam. Uh, so. Here, it's signifying that this what duha by this uh, morning brightness, uh, which comes wallayli uh, ida saja. It comes after the night when it's actually still. And uh, I think it's worthwhile actually contemplating here about uh, the role of revelation itself, the role of Islam, because when you are living um, in difficult times, like our times that we're living with this, you know, this coronavirus and other types of uh, uh, calamities, uh, not only the Muslims, but the world at large is facing, whether they are man-made calamities or whether they are natural calamities, you know, where we are in need for uh, light, you know, expression, you know, in English is that there is light end of the tunnel, right? Yeah, there's, light um, at, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And there's light end of the tunnel, meaning the one year in the tunnel is darkness, but, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. So it's, it's alluding to this idea that you know this revelation is a light it's a guidance uh, for people to you know bring them out uh, from from the darkness of the night from the stillness you, of the night you know what occurs to me that rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he's receiving the wahi the revelation in makkah he's explaining it to the people and then jibrail does not come the revelation mm. stops i can imagine at that time if you put yourself in in in, in those shoes not that we're prophets, but, you know, you're getting this uh, revelation from Allah. It is strengthening your heart, pushing you in da'wah, giving you 
knowledge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which nobody else has, and suddenly it stops. How long has it stopped for? When will it resume? I can imagine those natural questions might come in the mind of anybody. Likewise, us here now, you know, coronavirus, it's here today. It wasn't yesterday. How long will it last for? Is it 12 weeks, as they say to the elders, to quarantine? Is it three months, as uh, one of the leaders said, it will be finished in three months? Is it a year, as some of the scientists are saying, maybe these measures are here for a year? That uncertainty is very uncomfortable for the human being. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, and this verse is, you know, very uh, motivational, these verses that, you know, the Islam as a light will actually come and remove the stillness of the of the night itself. And as Muslims, you know, we'll, as we go through the rest of the verse, you'll see how this ver these verses, they're very motivational and they're very, it you know, gives you optimism uh, and removes any notion of pessimism. Okay. Bismillah. So carry on, inshallah. So after, uh, after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he makes an oath by these uh, uh, two things, by the morning brightness and the night when it's still, then the the jawab al qasim the reply to the oath comes because whenever you make an oath there's going to be a reply mm -hmm. and that jawab al qasim comes and it really um uh soothes the prophet sallallahu alaihi wa sallam at the same times uh re, you know gives a very strong rebuttal uh to Quraysh because he says ma wadda'aka rabbuka wa ma qala your lord has not bidden you farewell or abandoned you nor does he hate and uh, I've, I've translated it very carefully nor does he hate rather nor does he hate you there's a couple of things to be mentioned here so first of all Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is coming to the defense of Rasulullah by saying your Lord Rabbuka your Lord has not bidden you farewell now the word in Arabic for um, for bidding you farewell is Tawdiyah Tawdiyah means it's the bidding of farewell between two friends or between the two beloveds. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is using a word to indicate his love for Rasulullah uh, that he did not bid you farewell. And he says, Wama qala. He did not say Wama qala ka. and he does and and he does not hate you. He said, Wama qala. So if you just look at the language. Now, what you would have expected in the Arabic, So, there is this ka, which is the object of the first verb, which is mentioning Rasulullah by referring to him directly using the pronoun ka. But when he came to the verb of hate, he did not say now here there's a question so we have a mentioning of the pronoun and then you have at the same time the omission and there's no ka it's been omitted so this is called dhikr wal um in arabic mentioning and omission now what's the what's the reason for mentioning and what's the reason for omitting it one of the reason for mentioning uh, the pronoun uh, is in a place of honoring and a good place you mention the pronoun you mention so that it's known and in the in a place which is not it's a negative place or a negative position yeah by omitting it 
that you're actually honoring the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, he wanted to, he mentioned it in regards to the verb which has the meaning of love and affection. He mentioned Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When he came to the verb which has the meaning of hating or, dis or disliking, he did not even attach his uh, uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that verb itself. Subhanallah. So, so indirectly honoring and loving the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So you can see already in the language, the beautiful language that's been used is already bringing, you know, soothness and, and calmness and optimism uh, to the heart of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You know, I, I, this point you've just explained, I think if one forgets the context before yes. this revelation, you will not see it so strongly that he, the revelation has stopped, Jibreel is no longer coming, and effectively the Quraysh are taunting the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ah, yes. you're the one. You claim you have revelation. You claim you speak to the Lord of the heavens. Where is your Lord now? Where is, he, where is his conversation with now? So they're taunting him, and Allah now responds to say, no, 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 no. Allah loves, and Allah never did abandon him, sallallahu alayhi That contrast for me is just like, wow, mashallah. And, and that, this is the beauty of this surah. This surah, the language, the structure, is, is, uh, it's so soft and full of love and care for Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi And look at the usage, ma wadaka rabbuka, your Lord, even attaching Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa to himself, your Lord, Rabbuka. And Rabb, you got to remember why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say Allah. He said Rabb, because Rabb has the meaning of master, caretaker, the one who looks after your affairs, one who nurtures you, one who protects you, one who guides you, has all of this meaning um, in the word Rabb. So how can um, he be forsaken and abandoned if Allah is his Rabb? He has the meaning of protection and, and caretaking and and uh, and uh, looking after uh, his uh, his servant maybe a link to today that when we say Allah is our Rabb in the situation we face what should come to thinking of this ayah you've just explained what should come to the mind of me you as a Muslim I mean if we understand the meaning of Allah is our Rabb when we say Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Mm. Uh, all praise to Allah, Lord of the worlds. The word Rabb, it has the, this, I mean, we translate it as Lord, but it has a greater meaning, which is, yes, he is the master, he is the sustainer, he is the provider, he is the protector. It has all of these meanings included in the word Rabb. And so when we think of Allah as our Rabb, we should think of those meanings that he is our caretaker, he is our protector in whatever situation that we may be in. And we will see the rest of the meaning of Rabb, you will see that in the rest of the surah about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking care of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers and sisters, thanks for joining. You are watching uh, Coronavirus Diaries, a daily program, 9 p.m. every day. And today I have uh, Ustad Abu Yusuf going through surah al-duha which was really a surah that when the prophet was in a very difficult situation as we've discussed so far allah came to remind him to give him solace give him strength give him hope we are in a difficult situation today with coronavirus across the world 
there can be despair, people sad, people anxious about all sorts. What hope do we also get from the Quran? So, uh, Ustad Abu Yusuf, so we've uh, done what duha. And the next verse, This is one of my favorite verses uh, in the Quran. Why is that? It's, it is an incredibly short verse with so much optimism and so much hope uh, for, for the believers. Because this verse, uh, if you just ponder upon this verse, and this verse is further than explained in the rest of, the, of this surah itself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, The latter will be better for you than the former. The latter will be better for you than the former. In other words, what is to come will be, will be better for you than what has already happened. Now, this is a very incredible um, phrase uh, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's addressing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa by saying, you know, uh, what is to come for, for you in the future is, gonna be, is better than what's already passed. Now, and we'll, we'll look at this meaning here uh, in, in more detail in, in the context of the life of the Prophet ﷺ, is that human beings, you know, we are, we are very um, uncertain about the future. The reality of human beings, we are uncertain about the future. What we know is about our past and our present situation. And we don't know the future. And that creates uncertainty. You know, when, when you've just mentioned that, I'm thinking of the last few weeks. Absolutely. Two Thank months, two months ago, we knew what we did, where we're going, what you're doing on a Sunday. And suddenly now with coronavirus, what yeah, are you doing tomorrow? It's, this morning I was having a conversation with my wife and I said there was a report, you know, um, in, the, in the press uh, about that this uh, social distancing and these sort of measures it may be in place, not just for three months, but up to like, 12 months to up to a year you know when is the vaccine going to come is it going to be in the next 12 months 18 months no one actually really knows and even the nature of this coronavirus you know no one actually really knows the real nature of it you know if you have it once i mean there's a question if you have it once can you have it second time mm. so there's a lot of unknowns there's a lot of unknowns and and that's directly linked to the virus itself but the social and political and uh, other aspects of life is also unknown. Will I have a job? You know, how, what would the market look like? What would happen to my business? I mean, for example, with my kids, you know, their exams are cancelled. Uh, so I, I don't know if brothers and sisters, they have children who are doing GCSEs and A-levels. Their exams are cancelled. And there's a big question, am I going to get the grades that I need to get to go to college and university? Mm. The future, there's uncertainty. And when you have uncertainty, it creates anxiety in us. And what do we need in that situation? You need reassurance. You need a guarantee. You need someone to tell you and say to you, don't worry, the future is going to be better than your current situation. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's giving here to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that what is to come is better than what has already happened to you. And as a Muslim, we have to have this mindset. Yes, today coronavirus uh not only coronavirus i mean the muslim world is not only inflicted by coronavirus we are inflicted by 
political, economic wars and so forth. As Poverty. Poverty is a very bleak situation in the Muslim world. Yeah, in the Muslim world, it's very bleak. And in this time of uh, trials and tribulations, where are you going to get your inspiration from? Where are you going to get hope about the future? You know, so this verse for me is just it's an incredibly motivating verse that even if you are uncertain about your future, you have doubts about your future, your Lord, your Rabb has told you what is to come in the future is better than what has already preceded. Now, obviously, it's talking about uh, the future also in the Akhirah because some scholars, they mention, well, Akhirah uh, too. So, so Abu Yusuf, Abu Yusuf, question here. The, the dunya, that has that meaning as well. But the additional meaning is that this meaning of uh, what is to come, it's not only in the hereafter, but what is to come in the future in this world itself. So let's j just pause here. So you said amongst the Mufassirin, there are two views that at that time in Mecca, Rasulullah is undergoing you know, all sorts of oppression by Quraysh, the Sahaba, kill, boycott, all sorts of issues. Is, is it that, that some of the Mufassirin, what are the two views that from that situation you're suffering, you're, you're having problems, is it the Akhirah, the next life, after Yom Al-Qiyamah will be better for you, or even the time after that time of tribulation in Mecca will be better for you? See, uh, the Mufassirin, uh, some Mufassirin, they mention that the meaning of Akhirah is the hereafter. Now, but the Quran, other Mufassirin also mentioned, the Quran used the, the word Akhirah not only for the meaning of hereafter, after this life, also hereafter meaning what is to come in the future in this life as well as the hereafter but uh, so linguistically it ha both meanings are compatible and it's fine because they the akhirah for the believer is better better than the dunya certainly no, no. Uh, the life of the muslims in medina was much better than the life of muslims in mecca time no. of the prophet no. so so it has both meaning meaning that the future what is to come uh that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is telling us that what is to come uh uh, is better than what has already passed. So it should give us a framework of thinking about our current situation, how we look to tomorrow, day after, next year, the next decade. We should be optimistic and hopeful that, uh, that our future is bright. Okay, so really when we look at this ayah, that the, the, the next life for those who pass away in this situation, the next life is definitely better than this dunya. With the, the, the next life is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the salihin and the jannah insha'Allah ta'ala. But also that tomorrow, whether that is in two years time, whether that is in six months time, uh, it could even be tomorrow for somebody. Tomorrow's situation, the future situation compared to today, the Muslim should be hopeful that this will be better for him. Bi'idhnillahi subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, share the video. We'd love to hear your comments, your questions. After Abu Yusuf has gone through the 11 uh, ayats of the surah, we will take some of your questions, inshallah. Abu Yusuf, uh, bismillah, continue. So we're at... Um, bismillah, so verse number five. Here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is continuing uh, to reassure the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by saying, وَلَا سَوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَطَرُضًا And certainly, your Lord uh, will soon give to you and you will be satisfied. An amazing ayah. 
first of all, just look at the language. And in the previous ayah also, Certainly, this lam at the beginning, is for emphasis, certainly what is to come is better for you than what has preceded. And again, and certainly this lam is there. And what is wala sofa yu'tika and soon your uh, Lord will give you fatarda and you will be satisfied. The language is incredible. First of all, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very emphatic using this lamb. So if you remember from your Arabic lesson days, this lamb of ta'akid, lamb of emphasis. And then Allah mentions the word sofa soon. And this word sofa is, is talking about the future. It's talking about the future, meaning throughout your rest of your life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, the word is used, Rabbuka, your Lord, again, showing how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. of this mudaf mudaf ilay, this, this construction of Rabbuka, your Lord, right? Yu'tika will give you. Look what he says, Yu'tika. When I say to you, Taji, I will give you. What's in your mind? I'm gonna get, you're gonna get you're gonna give me something you're gonna give you something you're gonna ask yourself what are you gonna give me hmm. what you're expecting here is the object what is the thing that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is gonna give Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and again we are seeing this concept of uh, hadth, this concept of omission and the reason why the omission is mentioned is when you mention it if you were to mention it then the giving will be restricted to that particular thing. So if he just said he'll give him to Jannah, it will be restricted to Jannah only. If he said he'll give him Quran, it will be restricted to Quran only. If he said he's going to give him victory, then it will be victory only. But if you omit it, what it creates is generality. Subhanallah. I'm going to give you without any restriction, without any, without quantifying it. I'm going to give you everything without any restriction. So this is the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So he gave him the buwa, he gave him the Qur'an, he gave him the companions, he gave him this ummah, he gave him um, the, the greatest ummah ever. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so many things you cannot actually enumerate whatsoever. And then Allah says, فَطَرْضَ And you will be content. And this is a very key word here, content. To be content. When somebody gives you something, you can have that thing, and you, you may not necessarily have contentment, contentment of your heart. So here, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was pleased with, he was happy with, he was content with. And the greatest thing a believer can have from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is contentment in this dunya. And this contentment is contentment of your heart, it's con contentment of your emotions and your and your you know mental mental well-being, and this is very important because now we are living in a time which is very uncertain and it's creating a lot of anxiety, uh, whether it's jobs, whether it's you know even going shopping can be a very anxious experience. Yeah, with 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 I mean with with the coronavirus, um, there is the physical and people say there is the physical harm that it can cause to yeah. us. But many of us they say some people will not even know they have it. Some people will have it but have very mild symptoms. But what you can see that everybody, people at my workplace, uh, people um people in the community 
people are anxious. What okay. is going to happen tomorrow? Will my job be there? Will I get ill? Will I? So the mental well-being is really affecting the whole world. Absolutely. And the issue of contentment, this is the issue to do with aqidah. It's to do with your beliefs. Now, we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And through our belief, we get contentment. Issue of, for example, you mentioned about jobs. You know, our belief tells us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the ar-razaq. He is the one who provides. That gives you contentment. Meaning, ultimately, my source of rizq, although I strive and earn, is not in the hand of my boss. It's not the hand of this particular company. It is Allah who provides for me. So when you have this Islam, this understanding, this aqidah, this iman, this will give you contentment. And this is something which the world is crying out for. And it's only Islam can give you that true meaning of rida. Let's move to the next few verses because the next few verses are uh, really um, a further explanation of what's already been mentioned. Uh, in the previous verses from the beginning uh, to verse number five. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is taking Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam back to his uh, previous life, uh, even before he was a prophet, to mention uh, the situation that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in uh, before he was a prophet. He says, Alam yajidka yatiman fa'awa. Did we not find you an uh, orphan and then for our and then uh, gave you shelter, gave you shelter? Mm-hmm. Now here, you've got to think about the audience. What is the audience? There's audience is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And also there's another audience, which is Quraysh, who made what? Made the allegation, made the accusation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has abandoned him. Yes. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, okay, if you think... That I have abandoned my my prophet. He's a prophet and is a messenger now, right? I, his worth and his value is much more to me now, even from before. So, what about the situation before he was a prophet? How was I with him? And you know him very well because he lives amongst you, right? Alam yajid kayatiman fa'awa. Did I not, did he uh, not find you as an orphan and then gave you shelter, hmm. meaning? Oh, Quraysh, how can you imagine me abandoning him now? Whilst when he was an orphan many, many years ago, decades decades ago, he was a yatim. He was a child when his father passed away when he was a young, uh, uh, a young boy. What happened to him? Did he not find him as a yatim and then gave him shelter, gave uh, through the means of Abu Talib? So... Your accusation that we have abandoned him. We never abandoned him in the past. How can you even imagine that we abandoned him, will abandon him now when he was the orphan? And look at the connection with the previous verses. First of all, Wadduha. Wadduha is, uh, is symbolizing light and life, right? And help and, and, and brightness, right? Walayli ida saja is signifying stillness. Uh, uh, weakness, uh, being in trouble. Now, alam yajid ka yatiman. Yatiman is what is is now can contrast it with walayli ida saja when the night is dark, right? Fa'awa and he gave you shelter. You can contrast that with wadduha. Can you see the contrast with the with the first two verses? Just repeat that. So I want you to contrast. Yeah? Yes. 
What duha? It means the light, right? Light of revelation, solution, no. hope, no. optimism, support, right? No. When lately either such a when the night is still dark, which is dark and it's difficult and is nothing happening. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now compare. Yatim, being a yatim is compared with Walayli Ida Saja. Yes, yes. And Fa'awa, being given shelter, is compared with Waduha. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a there's a terrible there's a dark situation, it moves into a light situation. Yeah. There's a terrible situation, you're an orphan, yeah. you become a prophet yes. with high ranking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with really? guidance, with Nubuah. It's connected with the first two verses. Also, look at the connection with the second verse. Your Lord did not bid you for a farewell and he did not hate you. He did not bid him farewell when he was a Yatim. Mm-hmm. And he did not hate him then either. So it's a beautiful connection with the second verse. And then look at the third verse. And what is to come is better for you than what is what is past. So now you are protected and you have shelter. It's much better then than when you were. Yatim. Subhanallah. So really there's a theme of, there's two themes that come across to me. One is, there's a constant contrast. You were an orphan, now you're a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You were... Naam. So being protected and having shelter is what? The latter part, yeah? And being a Yatim is the former part right. okay right so really today th- this theme of optimism is running through there's Absolutely. always the before and after the believer is in a bad situation maybe a temp you know a testing situation like now but always there will be tomorrow there will Absolutely. be a difference inshallah for example here so for example you say you know did we not find you your team and then we gave you shelter right mm. i mean once upon a time in our past maybe we didn't have a place to live and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you a place to live right yes. we didn't have so, a wife we didn't have a husband yeah, we didn't have a job yeah. we didn't have education absolutely absolutely look at the next verse again and we found you means wandering seeking the truth mm. right mm. that's what's the meaning here we found you uh wandering and seeking the truth fahada and then we guided you and fahada he guided you again the contrast with wadduha wallayli idha saja because is contrasting wallayli idha saja and then fahada is wadduha right right and again because when you're wandering right that's your former state and what is your latter state when you're guided is yeah. Yeah. so yeah. again you can see the contrast between what is to come is better than what has already happened subhanallah and, and then you have the next verse we found, uh, he found you in need and then he enriched you mm. and again the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he was in need. So here, here's a, here's a question here. Somebody would say, how was the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam enriched? Ah, enriched here is also in the meaning of uh, wealth, but it's also in the meaning of contentment, and uh, not only enriched physical enrichment. It's enrichment in terms of the heart, because the, there's 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 a saying, true enrichment is the enrichment of the heart. No. Uh, so here uh, is in the is financial. Uh, as well as you know um sort of spiritual so here 
Allah is mentioning what from the life of the Prophet وسلم, three situations when he was a yatim, he gave him shelter. Mm -hmm. When he was looking for the truth, he guided him, gave him prophethood and guidance. And when he was in need, he enriched him. So this is what all a this is all a proof for what ma wa wa ma qala. And also a proof for al al and also a proof of because all those things that he, he gave to Rasulullah contentment. Then you have uh, the next three ayat which are uh, addressing um, once you know you were a yatim, yeah, and then if a yatim as for the yatim, when he comes to you, you know, do not uh, overpower him, yeah, do not oppress him. And as for the sa'il, the one who is, and the meaning of sa'il here is not only the one who is poor, the meaning of sa'il is the one who is seeking guidance as well. Okay. Seeker of knowledge. As for the seeker of knowledge or the seeker of financial you know, assistance, do not uh, um, berate them or shide them. And then, as for the Ni'ma uh, of your Lord, the blessings of your Lord. Now, the meaning of blessing of your Lord is not only prophethood, it's not only Quran, it's not only Islam, it includes all of those things. It's everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, by extension, He's blessed the Muslims. Uh, then, this is the meaning. The blessing of your Lord. And then, Think about it. What, yeah. what, when it when it when it say when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says fahadith mm. to speak about it, what is the meaning we the should meaning get of, from that? So the meaning of this is this, first of all is the meaning of conveying Islam, the meaning of conveying Islam because the greatest ni'mah, the greatest blessing, al yawma akmaltalukum dinakum wa atmantu alaykum ni'mat wa rabbitulakum Islam adina that the greatest blessing from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the deen of Islam. That's the greatest blessing that you could have, the guidance and the deen of Islam. And so we hear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding the Prophet sallallahu then speak about it, tell others about it, convey this blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's one meaning. The other meaning, which is all the blessings that you have in terms of your health, your wealth, your food, your family, your everything that you have from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Tell others about it to remind them, yeah, that this is that these are blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you speak about them out of uh, gratitude, not out of showing mm. off. Mm. It's very important. Out of gratitude to show, to, uh, to remind other, uh, others that all the blessings that we have, I mean, subhanallah, think about the blessing of us meeting people. Yeah, I mean, today we are feeling social isolation as human beings, as human beings. We want to be with other people. That's how Allah subhanahu has created us. Yeah. And when we now you miss it. You really yes. need to miss it. Right? When you meet someone, it's like, you know, you're really thankful. And he said, SubhanAllah, what a ni'mah, what a blessing. Normally you would not actually pay any attention to it. So there's right. so many blessings that we have. And it's only when we experience either the lack of these blessings, we remember them. But the key thing is to remember these blessings while you are enjoying them and to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these blessings. I show gratitude. Because here, the, if you think about the, the wider meaning here, 
is that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi given what he's been promised that whatever his future is going to be better than his past. That's a blessing, right? Whatever Allah subhanahu wa taala will give him. That's a blessing. That he was a yatim and then he was given shelter. That's a blessing. He was seeking guidance and he was then guided. That's a blessing. He was uh, in need and he was enriched. That's a blessing. And then Allah mentions here, right towards the end, connecting to all those blessings before. All those blessings and more. What should you do? Speak about it. Show your people. Beautiful surah because here, with blessings, you need to have shukr, gratitude. And I think this is one very important lesson for us in these times. We may be thinking about the things that we are losing. We may be thinking about loss of our jobs. Uh, freedom of movement and etc. Can't go to school. Can't you know financially in trouble. We yes. may be thinking about all these things, but think about the blessings that you have. Wow. And the the blessings that you have now, then your view towards what you are missing will be counterbalanced. Yeah, by a view of gratitude, you will always say Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And, and this reminds me. Of the most beautiful hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, should be written in gold and should be put in public places. Which is which? Which, which hadith is that? And this hadith is the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The affairs of a believer is amazing. No. The affairs of a believer is amazing. Whenever anything good happens to him, he is thankful. And whenever anything trial or misfortune happens to him, he is patient. And and both of these things are good for him. So we should be in a situation of gratitude and sabr. This is the life of a believer. He lives in these two domains, being from the shakirin and from asabirin, from, from those who are grateful and those who are patient. Inna Allah ma'asabirin. Inna Allah ma'asabirin. No. So. Uh, so the, we live in these two domains of shukr and sabr. And when you live in these two domains as a believer, your affair is amazing. So uh, there's more to be said about this entire surah. I mean, I kind of mentioned some highlighted points. No. But that's why you can see this surah is such a motivational, optimistic surah full of hope and good news and glad tidings. Not only for the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa who follows him and follows his sunnah and follows his guidance and this surah is equally applicable subhanallah you know when you said um i'm, I'm trying to tie this together you know you, you said that one of your favorite one of your most favorite ayats is uh, well, and i was thinking that i don't know maybe this is this is just me trying to look at it another way that it kind of like ties together this bridge between two situations that is whatever you face today or yesterday problem issues financial economic now with coronavirus i, I saw a video today um some of you may have seen it of a muslim who passed away uh because of coronavirus and you know the the funeral directors were dealing with the body and you know it was a reminder to me and to others that you know some people are dying right now there are people who cannot see their parents. There are people who are, you know, working. I know some people working in an Islamic school and, um, you know, they don't get paid a lot. And now suddenly there's no work. So there's anxiety, there's tests, there's who's got it. 
and that this is the situation right now, but the akhirah, the next, either the next life with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Jannah, or tomorrow, the next day, the next week, the next years, to be up to look forward to those and therefore to be rooted and have some contentment in our hearts that Allah who has helped us so far, guided us in this life, fed us, clothed us, gave us health, inshallah ta'ala, will continue to look after us. And so, you know, to keep with him and uh, a question for you, in these times, you mentioned at the beginning of um, the Quran and being close to Quran, what advice would you give to people in terms of our relationship with the Quran, some of which we've just explored today? Um, our relationship with the Quran, it needs to be continuous even if it is little. This is very important. Continuous even if it is little. little. Yeah, because the Prophet sallallahu most beloved uh, action to Allah is uh, doing an action which is continuous even if it is Little. And I think that's the key thing because, you know, Ramadan, you know, if we uh, make it to Ramadan, we ask Allah to uh, deliver us to Ramadan. I mean. That, you know, this is a month in which, you know, everybody gets really excited and they read a lot of the Quran, etc. And then, you know, as the month of Ramadan passes away, then our distance, you know, we become dare I say the word socially distant from the Quran. Let's not have social distancing from the revelation. Yeah. We need to have intimate connection, not social distancing, right? Intimate connection with the Quran, even if it is little. Right? And that's really important. So as Muslims, you know, even if you are there's lots of you know things that you could do to maintain that. You know, even if you read one verse or two verses of the Quran, read it, recite it, memorize it, and then read a a tafsir and read mm. a commentary uh, of the Quran. Yeah, there's many available in English. Many, many available. Some, some of them are even online. Some of them are even online. There are many lecturers and sheikhs who are talking about you know nowadays tafsir and and pondering of the Quran. Is there's lots of material available podcasts, videos, I mean, the tools, the, 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 the means are there now, without a shred of doubt. We need to have a regular, continuous relationship with the Quran, even if it's small, right, but continuously. It is through that uh, continuous relationship with the Quran that this is how we will get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. This is how we will learn uh, the lessons. Um, uh, from from the Quran, uh, this is how we learn the lessons from the lives of the prophets and the righteous, uh, which is mentioned in the Quran. This is where we will learn the lessons and admonitions of the nations, which were tested and tried by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala through so many different trials and tribulations, so that people can go back to remembering Allah, so that people can repent. There's so many lessons to be learned. So that's my advice: have a continuous relationship with the Quran. Even if it is little, every day uh, have that relationship. Um, in a minute, we'll just take some of your your thoughts and questions, inshallah ta'ala, before we wrap it up. So, one minute.
So, Barakofi, thanks for joining us. Coronavirus Diaries, Day 4, Surah Ad-Duha, looking to the Quran, the hope uh, with Ustad Abu Yusuf. Uh, let's go online. Um, Brother uh, Abu Abu, Sh Abu Shahid Shaib said, uh, brilliant way to put into perspective, brother. Barakallahu Feek. Uh, Yasin Pando says, are the, are the daily conversations focusing on the Quran? Um, well, actually, in this program, um, we're trying to bring an Islamic, a Quranic perspective to anything we talk about. So it could be, we're just talking about the tafsir of an, a surah like today. But really, anything we talk about in this day and age, um, the fear that people face, what is good in the Muslim countries, which we will talk about tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala, we want to link the Quran to it because that is the source of guidance for us as Muslims, inshallah. Brother Bilal Muhammad says, this situation... This situation for the world under man-made systems is a dark time, but the future will be under the, the nidham of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, keep your thoughts, comments. Always difficult to see some of the comments when we're online, and then afterwards I can see them all. Um, ah! So, sorry. Okay, so now I, can, I just open. With Sheikh Ismail, others, Bilal Muhammad, Brother Mazar Minhouse says, We need all the previous videos. Please upload to YouTube. Inshallah, I will try and do that. Very good uh, comments, my brother. Um, somebody from Indonesia, Abu Yusuf. Given, yeah, okay. Brothers, sisters, Barakallah um, Fiqh for joining us. Um, really, tomorrow, Abu Yusuf, mm. can you join me tomorrow? Sorry? Tomorrow. You're on tomorrow with me. What's the topic? What's tomorrow. The I'm going to put it on the screen for people. The topic tomorrow, brothers and sisters, let me just remove this. So, coronavirus, how are Muslim countries coping? Mm. Um, yani, uh, you know, subhanAllah, we are talking... I think, you know, there is so many lessons uh, for us to think about and ponder about Muslims who are living in the Western countries, especially our relationship with the Muslim world. Because, you know, yes, um, we've had, uh, you know, there's over 300,000 coronavirus viruses being, you know, uh, diagnosed over, you know, what's the numbers now, maybe the 6,000 more who've died or 3,000 plus. It's anyway. hard to keep up with. Uh... It's in the thousands. It's, uh -huh. it's less than 10,000 who's probably died. But, you know, comparatively, what the Muslim Ummah, and this is not to downplay what's happening in the rest of the world, comparatively, what the Muslim Ummah been no, experienced in the last two weeks, in the last hundred years, decades upon decades, yeah, mm. maybe we as a Muslim Ummah living in the West, maybe we have just experienced a fraction of the hardship and the issues the Muslims are facing. Maybe, just maybe, this shock will politically, intellectually, emotionally waken us to the the dire situation of the ummah and our responsibility to work for change and that's my sincerest you know uh, wish and hope that you know i hope that that outcome for the muslims living here that we become deeply more deeply connected to the affairs of our ummah after we've experienced this uh, calamity. 9 p.m. Bismillahi Subhanahu wa Taala. 9 p.m. tomorrow, Inshallah Taala, Allah gives us life. The 23rd, which is a Monday, uh, join us. 
um, let us play this uh, beautiful dua um, before we wrap it up. Allahumma ya Rabbi qad arhabana hadha al-waba Nadu'uka bid-dua Ya munazzil ad-daa Anzil ad-dawa Warfa' anna al-bala Wa'anzil alayna al-shifa يا رافع السماء برحمتك نستغيث يا مغيث أنت الذي تحيي وتميت ارحمنا بالشفاء وكلما قال هذا الدعاء يا Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Insha'Allah ta'ala, we will see you uh, both. Uh, we will see you all tomorrow. Abu Yusuf, see you tomorrow. Bidnillah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi. alaikum, brothers and sisters. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.